You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Some families are still waiting for the word they don't want to hear. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The day after 19 students were massacred at their elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. You know, I've been to the hospital and uh, all the victims there, you know, uh, they didn't identify my granddaughter. She's presumed to be among the victims murdered along with two teachers. The gunman, who was 18, shot and injured his grandmother before going into the school, going on the rampage. Law enforcement ended Salvador Ramos. Was killed by a member of an elite unit of Border Patrol agents. The agency tweeting this. Upon entering the building, agents and other law enforcement officers faced gunfire from the subject who was barricaded inside. That agent that killed the gunman was injured in the shooting but is expected to to recover. Fox's Griff Jenkins. Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? President Biden again calling for stricter gun laws, which many Republicans have resisted as restricting the rights of law-abiding citizens. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton says more security is needed in schools. If they have a gun, they're going to get through a point, one point of access. You've got to have either a police officer there or other people trained to react. Paxton just won his GOP primary runoff in Texas, beating George P. Bush. Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar declared victory in his runoff, but progressive challenger Jessica Cisneros, less than 200 votes behind, is not conceding. In Georgia, Republican Governor Brian Kemp won. An ISIS terror plot foiled. An Iraqi citizen living in Columbus, Ohio, is charged with aiding and abetting a murder plot against former President George W. Bush and an immigration crime. According to Justice Department charging documents. The individual launched the plot in retaliation for Iraqi deaths during Operation Iraqi Freedom. That's Fox's Brooke Singman. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. No matter how big your business grows, with NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. We mentioned a few of the results from yesterday's primaries and said that Governor Brian Kemp won in Georgia in the Republican primary. He easily beat his Trump-backed challenger, David Perdue, by more than 50 points. Now, Herschel Walker who the former president also endorsed, easily won his Senate race there. While in Arkansas, ex-Trump White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders easily won the GOP primary for governor. Now in Alabama, a congressman the former president endorsed, then unendorsed, Mo Brooks finished in the top two of his primary. 
There will be a runoff in the Republican Senate primary on June 21st. Senator Richard Shelby's former chief of staff, Katie Britt, got the most votes, but not quite half, to beat Congressman Mo Brooks. We're going to continue this momentum. We have 28 days to make this happen. The image and future of the state is on the ballot. The winner between the Republicans will find Will Boyd, an Alabama minister on the Democratic side of the ballot in November. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could drop. We have Dow futures down about 60 points. The day after the Dow rose a second straight time, up 48 points. But the Nasdaq, it dropped 270, giving back all of Monday's rebound and then some. In the NBA playoffs. Doncic one of six. Poole with a blitz and a one, three, look out! Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks stayed alive with a 119-109 win over Golden State, but the Warriors still now lead that series by a three-games-to-one margin. In the NHL playoffs, the New York Rangers beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-1 to to tie that series 2-2. Edmonton beat Calgary 5-3 to go up three games to one. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks reversing course in the final hour of trading and finishing mixed as investors remain concerned about economic growth and rising interest rates. Once again, big tech companies were among the biggest losers, weighing on the tech-heavy Nasdaq. The Dow rising 48 points, the Nasdaq down 271, S&P 500 down 32. An electronics retailer Best Buy posted first quarter results that showed that shoppers pulled back on their spending and higher costs ate into profits. The company also slashed its annual outlook due to a worsening economic environment. Its stock still rose 1%. Best Buy was among a handful of big winners during the pandemic. Amazon, another pandemic winner, has seen its stock crater of late. Now the e-commerce giant said it will sublease some of its warehouses as sales have fallen off from the high levels the company posted at the height of the outbreak. Fetrafox Business Report, I'm Hillary Varsky, invested in you. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-960-3377. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and and with the Cape Hill News app, now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It is 6.06 in the morning. My voice has not gotten any better from yesterday, Bernie. What in the world are we <laughs> going to do? I think your voice broke. <laughs> no, it broke all right. It, a lot of things that broke. It is 6.06 in the morning, and my widget says pollen high, which I didn't need the widget to tell me. What's it saying on your end? Does it, it says say anything? rain coming. <laughs> it has no temperature. Okay, hold on. Give it. Give us just a second. Let's go. To... That's hilarious, <laughs> Of huh? course. The the one morning where we need the time and the temperature in the Dick Row 5000, our computer wants to be a jerk. Uh, let's see. Bear with us for just a second. It is... 78 degrees right now, mostly cloudy. Daniel Phillips says, is going to rain. 100% chance of thunderstorms at the high of 79 today. We'll look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. 
I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Lafayette, where a recent spate of teen violence is leading a parish councilman to start a new initiative. District 5 Councilman A.B. Rubin says the Safe Haven Anti-Violence Initiative will give teens an opportunity to go out and have fun safely. The program will take place every Saturday night during June and July from 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. No registration will be needed to attend. Volunteers, however, are needed. By the way, Councilman Rubin will join us at 6.45 this morning in studio to discuss this program more in depth. The person of interest in the disappearance of a Scott woman is pleading not guilty to a bail jumping charge. Brandon Francisco was arrested in March in Missouri. He was supposed to appear in a Rapids Parish courtroom on March 9th, the same day Goody was last seen alive. According to Goody's relatives, Francisco hired Goody via a rideshare app to take him to Houston. St. Martinville's mayor has veto power. The Supreme Court of Louisiana has denied an appeal by the city council seeking to overturn a Third Circuit Court of Appeal ruling. That lower court ruled that St. Martinville city charter does not address the issue. That means the state's Larson Act applies. Under the Larson Act, a mayor may veto his or her city council's actions. In New Iberia, a guilty plea in the beating of a school bus driver. Travis Lane Jr. faces five years in prison after pleading guilty to second-degree battery, aggravated obstruction of a highway, and battery of a school teacher charges. Lane will soon return to court in a separate case. He's charged with murder in the 2019 shooting death of New Iberia senior high school student Garen Lewis. Fort Polk may soon have a new name. A Blue Ribbon Commission tagged, uh, tasked rather with renaming bases named for Confederate officials is recommending the name Fort Johnson. The Johnson in question is William Henry Johnson. He was a black soldier who, during World War I, fought off a German raid with hand-to-hand combat. He survived despite being wounded nearly 30 times. Johnson died in 1929 without ever being recognized by the federal government for his actions. He was awarded the Purple Heart in 1996 and finally the Medal of Honor in 2015. In state news, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm tours Louisiana. She and Governor John Bell Edwards and members of Congress visited places that are vital in the state's energy infrastructure. Brooke Thorrington reports. Congressman Troy Carter says such visits are important to showcase how the state has used federal resources to supply energy and hopefully get additional funding. Increasing and enhancing our ability to have green energy rather can help reduce our dependency on foreign oil. The tour included a visit to the Petroleum Reserve in Plaquemines Parish and the GE Wind Turbine Plant at the Michoud facility in New Orleans, which is becoming a more popular energy source. Louisiana is strategically positioned to really be a player because of our close proximity to ports. I'm Brooke Thorrington. In the legislature, four bills that would curb penalties for cannabis possession are headed to the full Senate. Most of those bills are aimed at making life easier for medical cannabis users. Among them, the bills are, are among those bills are one that reduces penalties for recreational users who are caught with pipes, bongs, and other paraphernalia. Another bill would make it illegal for police to search a home solely because an officer smells weed. A bill that would have banned schools from recommending vaccines or medical procedures for students is dead. That bill failed overwhelmingly with 71 House members voting no. Only 24 voted yes. A bill allowing adoptees to obtain, to obtain their original birth certificates is closer to passage. A Senate committee advanced the bill to the full chamber. Leesville Representative Charles Owen wrote the bill after he tried to get his own birth certificate last year, but he was denied because of current state law. Under that state law, adoptees must offer a, quote, compelling reason to a judge and obtain a court order to get their birth certificates. A bill that would allow the state to put violent 17-year-old offenders in adult prisons clears another legislative hurdle. 
Kevin Gallagher has the details. The bill's already passed in the Senate. On Tuesday, bill author and Monroe Senator Stuart Cathy told the House Committee on Criminal Justice his bill would only apply to 17-year-olds who commit the worst of crimes. Uh, First-degree murder, second-degree murder, manslaughter, battery, aggravated assault, rape. Cathy says several local DAs asked him to file the bill, and Attorney General Jeff Landry also supports the measure. We need to be able to do something about these 17-year-olds that are committing these crimes. By a 6-5 to five vote, the bill clears the committee and goes now to the House floor. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In other state news, a team of bee removal experts summoned to Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport. Why, you ask? More than 15,000 swarming bees had taken up residence in a piece of equipment. Uh, what would you do if 15,000 bees got caught up in a piece of your equipment? Um, I never run, but I can guarantee you I would definitely run in that situation. <laughs> So the uh, <laughs> while screaming like a little girl, there you go. Craig Forsyth of uh, B Guys LLC said he and his team responded Sunday to Louis Armstrong International Airport after being contacted by Delta. So if there was a you had a Delta delay on Sunday, it wasn't because they delivered your luggage to Atlanta. It was because of the bees. The fifteen thousand honeybees were found swarming on a piece of equipment used for loading and unloading luggage from planes. The bees, by the way, were safely removed and relocated to a quote special place. End quote. I would imagine far away. From jet engines. Yeah. <laughs> in sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns open Sunbelt Conference Tournament play against South Alabama. First pitch scheduled for 4 o'clock today at Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery, Alabama. Jay Walker, Brad Topham will have the call right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So if you're looking for the Joe Cunningham show, he has an abbreviated show today, 3 to 3.30. Pre-game starts at 3. That means Brandon and Shannon get the day off, those lucky dogs. Mm-hmm. If you're an athlete or if you know someone who is, you know how devastating an ACL injury is. Oxnard Baton Rouge now has an innovative new technique to repair torn ACLs. David Grubb has the good news for athletes. Tearing the anterior cruciate ligament in your knee typically required heavily invasive surgery and exchanging the old ligament with a tendon from the leg. But now, Oxnard Baton Rouge Dr. Jeremy Burnham is performing a procedure that heals the ACL instead of replacing it. Anytime that you can preserve somebody's own tissue um, and their own anatomy, uh, that's always ideal as, as opposed to coming in and putting something new in. Burnham says that being innovative is important, but it was more important to make sure that the procedure is safe and effective. It was important to us that this was something that had good research and good outcomes behind it and was FDA approved. I'm David Grubb. All right, Bernie, nobody won the big one last night. Mega Millions rises to $157 million. Louisiana, only $600. Uh, That was the biggest Mm. prize here. Three people won that. Uh, If you're in Illinois or Maryland or or know somebody who's there, call them. Somebody in those states won a million dollars. Powerball tonight worth $135 million. Lotto, $1,675,000. Easy five at $120,000 tonight. Maybe you will get lucky this evening. Uh, Finally, Bernie. Ready. We have animals stuck in places they shouldn't be. Oh, boy. We start in New Braunfels, Texas, where a baby deer is continuing a recent trend. Got stuck in a storm drain. Ooh. Baby deer was spotted there Monday afternoon. What day is today? Is today Tuesday or Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Okay, yeah. I I can't remember what day it is. So day before yesterday, the, the deer was spotted trapped inside a storm drain. The city shared a video on TikTok. Showing an animal control worker climbing into the storm drain and carrying the fawn to safety. The fawn was in good health and reunited with its mother, according to officials in New Braunfels. So that one that's a sweet well. end to it, huh? So it has a sweet end to it. This one has a sweet end to it, too. But we preface it by saying, meow. <laughs> we go to Seminole County, Florida for this one. Deputies responded to, uh, to help a resident in the Oviedo area. Not sure what that is. That resident found a cat with the front half of its body stuck in the undercarriage of a car. 
Oof. Yep, the legs are on the ground, the tail is on the ground, but you can't see the head, and apparently the cat couldn't get out. Aww. So photos from the rescue show a deputy on the ground carefully extracting the frightened feline. Sheriff's office said the cat was safely removed. No word of the sheriff's deputy was safely removed from the cat. <laughs> and this one takes the cake. We save the best for last. We go to California in this one. And all I will say is that it, in this picture, it looks like someone slingshotted this animal into a roof. Okay. <laughs> because all you see is the animal's butt and tail and feet in the air and pieces of roof shingling around it as if it it just burst through. Uh Would you like to guess what kind of animal Uh, got stuck? A dog. No. (laughs) More mischievous than that. A cat. More mischievous. Uh, A squirrel. A raccoon. I was going to say raccoon, but then I went with squirrel. What was I thinking? Yeah, we go to Santa Cruz for this one. The animal shelter there got a call from a local homeowner who had a bizarre problem. Raccoon with its head stuck through a hole in the roof. (laughs) The little look on his face. So... Apparently, there's a Wildlife 911 out there. Yeah. So Wildlife 911 (laughs) showed up. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. They got there on Monday. Apparently, the raccoon had chewed a hole in the roof and got stuck while trying to climb through the opening. Oh. I've heard of hungry, hungry hippos, but hungry, hungry raccoons. Now, that is a game. That's a new game. Yeah. Because they get crazy. And I'll give the raccoon credit for him to to chew a hole in the roof like that. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like something out of a video game. Like I said, it looks like where he was flying and then wee <laughs> and got stuck. That's exactly what it looks like. Oh, man, I'll tell you. I don't know. Trash pandas for the win. <laughs> Trash pandas. It's 617 in the morning. You're up to date. She's Bernie. I'm Ian. This is News Talk 96.5 KPL. Home furniture plus bedding. More than 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home furniture plus bedding. Welcome home. Bernie, what happens to that guy's voice? That what vo- guy? The one that we just guy? heard. That voice was so sweet, and now it sounds like uh, this. I think it's disembodied. It, it went somewhere else. And Well, it's about to go get some throat coat tea. In the meantime, uh-huh. Daniel Phillips has a look at the weather. Daniel Sun. After a rainy evening last night, looks like that going to continue again today. Had a bit of a break overnight, but showers going to be returning and lingering through a majority of the day today. A couple heavy downpours and stronger thunderstorms are going to be possible. May end up with a little bit of street flooding out there as well. Minor stuff, not expecting any kind of widespread flooding or anything like that. I do think that those rain totals are probably going to sit between about a half inch and an inch on the day today. As we get into tomorrow, we'll start to see these showers breaking up. Maybe a couple coastal showers lingering into early Thursday morning, particularly in southeastern Acadiana. However, as we get on through the remainder of the week, we'll start to see more and more sunshine and beautiful weather expected by Friday, and that's going to be lasting all the way through your holiday weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Thank you, Daniel. 78 degrees under most of the cloudy skies of the KPL studio. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, taking a look at what's happening with our traffic at this hour. We are getting that official all clear. Yay. I can't believe it, Bernie. I know, me. <laughs> you know what else I can't believe? What? I can't believe it's not butter. Okay. You're hilarious. Well, I never know what's going to happen when you're here. I got to be something when I have no voice. But you're always something, whether your voice is weird or not. You're the Ian Ozan, man.
That's what I'm saying. I'll take that. Yeah. It's 619. We're back in a second. A R E. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Brightside and all the ships at sea. There's one person who gets that reference right now. That's the secret scroll who just texted us. It's 622 <laughs> in the morning on a Wednesday, May the 25th, 2022. And Bernie, you know what today is, right? Um, Freedom it's for the- young people. and Yes, indeed. A lot of people singing this right now. It's the last day of school in Acadiana. That sound you hear is the chorus of teachers and students across Acadiana saying, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last, at least for another two and a half, three months. Somebody rev up the margarita machine. Yes. Look, this is the last day of school is the best selling day for margaritas in all of Acadiana. Right? Now, that is not scientific or mathematically proved. It's just anecdotal. But uh, we can we can assure you that there will be a lot of margaritas consumed today bet. across the various restaurants in Acadiana because it is the last day of school in Acadiana. So those of you who have survived another school year, congratulations to the teachers. I have to go and do another day, day and a half, close out the week. Good luck to those of you who are retiring Good for you. Enjoy sitting on your butt and doing nothing for the for however long else uh, it is. But in all seriousness, last day of school today, there are parents that are saying, oh, no, what are we going to do? I, I would imagine there are a lot of programs going on in and around Acadiana. Before we get to the actual topic at hand, Sandra Wingarder, Chief Administrative Officer for Lafayette Consolidated Government, joining us. Did someone say margarita? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what we forgot. We we looked at the calendar yesterday. We said Sidra's coming in. That's what we forgot. We should have had a pitcher of margaritas ready for Sidra. Yeah, what were we thinking? I know. I mean, come <laughs> on, y'all. Come on, 6.30 in the morning. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, somewhere. overseas. Absolutely. <laughs> it was 5 o'clock an hour ago. That counts. That's true. But, uh, but in terms of summer programs here in the city, what's going on with that this year for parents who may be listening right now thinking, oh, crap, it's the last day of school. We haven't made plans. Uh does uh, LCG have anything going on? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. Uh, go to uh, LafayetteLA.gov. We've actually programmed out all 10 of our recreation centers nice. this year. Awesome. So uh, we partnered up with um, a ton of nonprofit associations. They're hosting camps. So there will be opportunities for kids to go to go to summer camp Monday through Friday from like 8 to 5. So if you're a working parent, you can, you know, know that your kids are not just being, um, you know, kept alive, but, you know, enriched. Yeah. Um, and so that's, they've got some fantastic summer camps. And, um, you know, we're really excited to be able to do this just this year. They'll be able to host up to 700 kids. So it's a very dynamic um, opportunity. And if you know where our, our recreation centers are located, they're all throughout the, the city. So there's certainly a recreation center near you. But... LafayetteLA.gov will kind of give you the full lineup of all the opportunities. There's sports camps, there's STEM camps, there's, you know, there's just everything. So, um, you know, really please go on that. And and thanks so much to um, our park department. Um, That's Park Art, Recreation, and Culture. 
and um, because they've really done a fantastic job of pulling together all these different nonprofits to who really care about yeah. the, the youth in our community yeah. to to give them something. Like I said, not just to keep them safe and alive, but you know, entertained and, and really enriched this summer. So we're really excited for it. I love That's that. Awesome. I love that. So let's talk a little. But in the meantime, music. Yes. Local Palooza. Yeah, Local Palooza. It's our second annual uh, local, you know, festival. It's and we call it the local festival because it's all things local, all things local arts and culture, and really focusing on you know the local people. Of course. You know, hot off the heels of Festival International and, you know, down the road, there's another big one. But, uh, you know, this one's our local people because we know that we are just so culturally rich here that we have a ton of opportunity. And this really kind of like the the last festival of the season. Right. So it's your last opportunity. Get out. Get your fest on. It's going to be happening in the downtown area. Um, both of the big parks are going to be occupied with local Palooza. So. The performances will be happening over at Park International on both Saturday and Sunday. We've, you know, we've doubled the uh, the the days mm-hmm. over the inaugural year last year. Going both, both Saturday and Sunday kicks off at two thirty p.m. on both days. The performances do over in Park San Susi. There's going to be all kinds of opportunities for families to, uh, you know, entertain those kiddos. There's going to be food trucks, snowballs. There's going to be fun jumps, face painting. There's going to be street performances. So everything you pretty much think about when you're uh, going to a local festival. And I've got the full lineup here. I can run down. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So kicking off on Saturday over again at Park International at 2.30 p.m. is going to be the School of Rock. So that's an awesome opportunity. Oh, yeah. Because, Fantastic. you know, those are our local kids. Speaking of, you know, kids and, you know, our, our up-and-coming performers at, you know, our big festivals. Uh, 4 p.m. is going to be Mike Dean. At 5.30 p.m. is going to be the Lost Bayou Ramblers. And headlining at 7.30 is going to be Lil Nathan and the Zydeco Big Tamas. Yay. Um, so that's all on Saturday. Now, Sunday, as I said, it's a it's a two-day festival. So Sunday, we've got um, a different lineup. Same time frame, though. Again, kicking off on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. It's going to be Dylan Oquin and the Judy's Ramblers. At 4 p.m. is going to be Sharona Thomas and Solid Soul. At 5.30 p.m. is going to be Jeffrey Broussard and the Creole Cowboys. And 7 30 p.m. headlining is Clay Cormier and the Highway Boys. Now, Beauchamp High School, class of 2013. There you go. Woo-hoo. See who knows that. You. <laughs> now, I rambled those off, but listen, if you go to uh, LafayetteLA.gov or downtownlafayette.org, you can get a list of the lineup. But I mean, listen, show up anytime between 7 30, I mean, 2 30 and 9 p.m., and you're, you're bound to have a good time. You know, listen to some great music. Uh, leave your ice chest and your pets at home, but. Bring your cash and your kids. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing. You said bring your cash and your kids. And this is Memorial Day weekend. Right. So a lot of people have Monday off. Students have Monday off, obviously. So if you're worried about, oh, it goes on on a Sunday, this is the perfect time of year to do a two-day event because for most people, Monday's a free day anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. So you can, you know, if you get a little, a little, if you have a, speaking of margaritas, if you have a little too much margarita or a little too much snow cone. Yeah. You've got a sun, Monday to recover. Yeah, That's a good point. Now, I don't remember last year, and forgive me, uh, forgive me for not remembering, but last year, was it a two-park event as it is this year, or is this something that's recently expanded? Well, um, it was all in the downtown area last year. I think it was mostly contained at Park uh, International last year. So it's, you know, we're we're just going big this year. And like I said, it's kind of 
on the last festival, you know, going out of uh, the spring festival season. Right, before you get into the dog days of summer. With that mm-hmm. in mind, with with it expanding and growing as it has Absolutely. this year, is there any thought of maybe moving it to Moncus Park or another larger venue? Because as Palooza grows, it may wind up outgrowing downtown. I hate saying that, but that's a good thing if it yeah. outgrows downtown. Well, you know, um, we're always open to anything. Downtown Lafayette has been a fantastic partner for us. And, uh, you know, they've really done all the work and executed it all. So it's hard to imagine right now that we would move away. But, you know, we're always open and, and you know, maybe we have a, a two location in the future. Right? Yeah, that could be interesting, or too. Or with that in mind, this becomes something like Festival International where it takes up all of downtown, right. not just the two parks. Right, exactly. There's there's plenty of um, of land downtown that we could establish multiple stages if not if, but when we grow bigger. That's right. Go big or go home. That's right. I like that. That's a positive attitude. Love so, it. So what else is going on in terms of the city uh, with events this summer? I know Local Palooza, you said the last one before summer begins, but anything else in store for Lafayette City and Parish residents? Well, you know, uh, like golf has been hot, hot, hot. I mean, I know that not everybody thinks about it, but hot, hot, hot. Not just the weather, but in terms <laughs> of, you know, the occupancy. All three of our golf courses um, are open, and I encourage you to go out and see our beautiful courses. We've got some of the most beautiful municipal courses, I think, probably around. So, um, you know, the municipal play is easy and it's affordable. Um, you know, our very own historic Muni golf course, Lionel and Jay Aber, uh course down and uh, in the heart of Lafayette is our original golf course. Beautiful. Um, our pro out there, Chris Arsenault, is just doing a fantastic job. The course looks amazing. If you haven't gone over there to have lunch at Generation Sports Grill, you're really missing out. I mean, we actually, as a staff, frequently go over there just to have lunch. I didn't realize they had that there. Oh, my gosh. You would just die. We we, we went out over there as a staff, um, and Chris posts every day what the lunch menu is, but it's amazing out there. So for those of us that don't play golf but have ties to the north side that are on that end on a regular basis, we can just show up, walk in, have lunch? Absolutely. It's a must. You'll just be blown away. And the food portions are not tiny either. So you could you could bring a friend or you could bring some home. Or, or you, you can, can eat have it all it yourself. All. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we know we've got something, uh, several things to we do next week. Field trip, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, and, and that's that's just one of our courses. Of course, we've got the beautiful La Vachan which is mm-hmm. in Lafayette City, but it's closer to the Youngsville side of mm-hmm. town. So that's over there. Um, Todd's fantastic. And Miss Todd, the golf, golf pro over there, Todd Robertson is fantastic. And Miss Cookie, uh, she's famous for her burgers. Again, you can mm-hmm. go out there, enjoy lunch if you're on that side of town. If you don't play golf, but certainly it's a gorgeous course to play golf at. And then the Wetlands is, you know, our municipal course with David Gary, our golf pro. Um, it's just an amazing, beautiful course. It's our biggest course, Municipal Golf Course, and, and we're just really, really proud of that. Um, also, we're excited that we're going to be opening up the, the Martin Luther King Center Pool for the kids in the area. Definitely, you know, a great way for the, you know families to get out and beat the heat. Um, we're really proud of the opportunity to be able to have that, that pool open, and in fact, little plug, we are looking for a pool manager. If anybody out there is looking for a great summer job, um, you know, it's it's a fantastic thing to to be out there and be a part of the pool. So, you know, those are a couple of the things, but we're really mostly proud of, of all the things that are happening within the rec centers and be able to host these kids for our summer camps. And that's something where I have to commend the administration for, because it was last summer, in fact, that mm-hmm. someone called Lafayette Live and asked, 
what's up with the MLK Center pool? And Mayor Guillory said he didn't realize there was a pool there. Mm -hmm. He and some of the folks from Park went out there, checked it out. Mm -hmm. They got the ball rolling, and 12 months later, the pool is going to open for the first time in many years. So kudos to you and the rest of the administration for making that happen. Yes, we're really proud of that opportunity. It's, you know, you got to have something for the kids to to get out and do and, and parents to feel safe and comfortable. So it's it's a it's a beautiful pool. So we really hope that people get out there and take advantage of it. It certainly is. And if anybody has any questions about what we've talked about today or maybe anything else in general, how can they get in touch with you and the folks over at LCG? Sure. Well, you can always call through on one and ask to be transferred to the park department if you're interested specifically about summer camps or about pool hours. And of course, 311, you know, is going to be your sort of information line to be able to get to any other department within LCG. And LafayetteLA.gov is our uh, website and our Facebook page and all of our departments. Well, the, the park department and each of the golf courses, as I was talking about earlier, as well as LCG, you can go to our Facebook pages to find out all the things that are happening as well. Sidra Wingard, Chief Administrative Officer, Lafayette Consolidated Government, joining us this morning. Before I let you go, mm-hmm. I always have to ask you, Uh-oh. how is the doctor doing? Oh, Dr. Babe is doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definite bells for that. That's adorable. <laughs> actually, uh, my husband, Troy Wingarder, is with UL Football, and actually they have just a tiny little reprieve as a staff. They're out. Um doing a little fishing today so yeah Yeah, we're we're excited hopefully they they come back with a catch and not too much of a sunburn yes (laughs) indeed that is awesome when you see him please tell him we said hello i will thank you so much (laughs) sidra wingerter chief administrative officer for laffy consolidated government joining us sid as always a pleasure having you in studio let's do it again soon definitely thank you it's 6.35 in the morning. We'll pause for a break. We're back with headlines after this on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google. Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Depend on. Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. KPL News Time, 639, 78 degrees. Here at KPL, Daniel Phillips says, boy, is it going to rain today? 100% chance of thunderstorms. Could see some heavy activity. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a bit. I'm Bernadette Lee for News Talk, 96.5 KPL. We start in Lafayette, where a recent spate of teen violence is leading a parish councilman to start a new initiative. District 5 Councilman A.B. Rubin says the Safe Haven Anti-Violence Initiative will give teens an opportunity to go out and have fun safely. The program will take place every Saturday night during June and July. It'll be from 6 to 10.30 p.m. No registration is needed. Volunteers, however, are needed. We'll have our interview with A.B. Rubin coming up in just a bit. The person of interest in the disappearance of a Scott woman is pleading not guilty to a bail-jumping charge. Now, Brandon Francisco was arrested in March in Missouri. He was supposed to appear in a Rapids Parish courtroom March 9th, the same day that Goody was last seen alive. According to Goody's relatives, Francisco hired Goody via a rideshare app to take him to Houston. In New Iberia, a guilty plea in the beating of a school bus driver, Travis Lane Jr. faces five years in prison after pleading guilty to second-degree battery, aggravated obstruction of a highway, and battery of a school teacher. Lane will soon return to court in a separate case. He's charged with murder in the 2019 shooting death 
of New Iberia Senior High student Garen Lewis. In state news, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm tours Louisiana. She, Governor John Bell Edwards, and members of Congress visited places that are vital in the state's infrastructure. Brooke Thorrington has our story. Congressman Troy Carter says such visits are important to showcase how the state has used federal resources to supply energy and hopefully get additional funding. Increasing and enhancing our ability to have green energy rather can help reduce our dependency on foreign oil. The tour included a visit to the Petroleum Reserve in Plaquemines Parish and the GE Wind Turbine Plant at the Michoud facility in New Orleans, which is becoming a more popular energy source. Louisiana is strategic positioned to really be a player because of our close proximity to ports. I'm Brooke Thorrington. It's right now 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. After a rainy evening last night, looks like that going to continue again today. Had a bit of a break overnight, but showers going to be returning and lingering through a majority of the day today. A couple heavy downpours and stronger thunderstorms are going to be possible. May end up with a little bit of street flooding out there as well. Minor stuff, not expecting any kind of widespread flooding or anything like that. I do think that those rain totals are probably going to sit between about a half inch and an inch on the day today. As we get into tomorrow, we'll start to see these showers breaking up. Maybe a couple coastal showers lingering into early Thursday morning, particularly in southeastern Acadiana. However, as we get on through the remainder of the week, we'll start to see more and more sunshine and beautiful weather expected by Friday. And that's going to be lasting all the way through your holiday weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's 78 degrees outside. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. We do have one traffic tie-up. It is a fender bender. It's on Van Buren. It is right near Moss Street. Van Buren near Moss Street. So watch out in those areas this morning. H&R Landscape Fair is coming May 26th through June 5th. Get the ultimate fair experience this year with the News Talk 96.5 KPL Big Shot Fair VIP Pass. The Big Shot Fair VIP Pass grants you admission to the fair every day with two unlimited ride wristband vouchers redeemed on the day of your choice. Plus, you get daily music grandstand VIP tent admission with restroom access for you and a guest and more. It's a $275 value. Get it now for $100. Go to the fair in style with the News Talk 96.5 KPL Big Shot Fair VIP Pass. There's a very limited quantity available. Buy them at the Cajun Dome box office or CajunDome.com. LUS presents the Cajun Heartland State Fair, May 26th, June 5th at the Cajun Dome. Experience wild rides on the Gold Star Midway. Our free family entertainment at Lanyon Lane. Get your news talk, 96.5 KPL Big Shot Fair VIP Pass now. Log on to CajunDome.com or KPL965.com and click on the Cajun Dome link. Brought to you by News Talk, 96.5 KPL, where Acadiana comes to... It's 6.47 in the morning, and when it comes to city and parish government, not much is in concrete, but this is set in concrete, and that's a brand-new program for the youth of Acadiana. Joining us, District 5 Parish Councilman A.B. Rubin. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing, Oshashi? Good morning. <laughs> okay, that made my day. <laughs> so we've those who've been watching the news lately have seen the stories about teen violence yeah. 
in, uh, in Acadiana, not just in the city of Lafayette, Lafayette Parish. It's something that's an issue all around here. We had at least one shooting this weekend, 14-year-old shooting and killing a 16-year-old girl on Willow. This is a program that you're spearheading. What is the end goal for this? What is the big takeaway from all of this, your hope in this program? What I'm hoping to take away from this is every year our crime rate in the summertime escalates. I would like to see at the end of the summer these crime rate numbers either level off or drop drastically. I prefer dropping, but I'll even I'll settle for leveling off from last year. Mm-hmm. And that's my ultimate goal, you know, because you mentioned the uh, unfortunate incident that we had over the weekend. And as I said yesterday, you know, my condolences goes out to both of the family mm-hmm. because I know both family members, you know, and uh, both families lost. That's right. Okay. It's not just one over the other. That's like that's like a sin. Which one is greater? Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing, man. Both families have, have suffered a great loss. And at the end of the day, I don't want to wake up on a Monday morning or a Sunday morning and they say, uh, we've lost another youth without me trying something. Mm-hmm. So that's my ultimate goal in, in doing what, what we're doing right now. So the initiative will be on Saturday nights, right, from 6 to 10.30 p.m.? Yes, ma'am. And it'll be at Gerard Park? Yes, ma'am. So what kind of um, activities are you going to just open the door for? The opportunity kids can just come in. They don't have to register, right? They just come on in. And um, you guys will have fun activities. Um, What kind of things are you hoping to Well, what we want to do is, like, what's going to happen is at 6 o'clock, we're going to open the doors. Let the kids come in there and and uh, greet each other. It's like, I guess you would say a meet and greet at 6 o'clock. Then at 7 o'clock, you know, kids that have homework, because, you know, we do have summer school for sure. some of our children. We got a couple of tutors going to come in there. My daughters have just realized on day before yesterday that they were going to be tutors. Ah, you know? love And it. if anybody else in the community want to come and tutor, mm-hmm. they can come and tutor as well. You know, um, they're going to come in there and you're going to get tutored from 7 o'clock to 7.30 or until whenever they have to. Mm-hmm. And then at 7.30, you're going to come in there and we're going to um, have speakers. And Judge Raul Colbert has decided to grace us as the first speaker this year. Awesome. So Raul Colbert is going to come in there from 7.30 to 8 o'clock and... If the kids want to engage more with him, they can go do that on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want the kids to feel like they're coming to a sermon or, right. or, or somebody coming preach to them the whole time. That's not what it's about. I just want to drop nuggets. You know, from 7 to 7.30, you get a nugget. From 7.30 to 8 o'clock, you get a nugget. And then from 8 o'clock until we have board games. You know, we're going to be playing chess. If anybody has extra games out there, trust me, I'll I'll take that too, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. We, uh, Connect Four, Monopoly, uh, all these different board games. And there's a guy that had a a uh, mobile unit, game unit. He, The one guy that I was trying to get in touch with, 
he sold his games and his TVs. But they told me there's one more guy out there. I'm trying to reach out to him. Hey, if anybody knows this person, yes, by all please. means, call Or if call anybody us. has a gaming system that Absolutely. they want to partner with, yeah. give yes. a call. Yes. So the, um, you guys, come. we're trying to get in touch with him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all it's going to be, you know, just a fun activity night. We even have people that are already donating foods. I got a call from my buddy uh, uh, from Dino's. Metcalf, Pizza, yeah. mm-hmm. Metcalf, yes, Metcalf, and I text. We were texting this morning, as a matter of fact, and um, he decided he's going to provide the food for us. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he. I never talked to him yet. I was texting him. <laughs> I don't know if I'm putting him on the spot by saying he's going to do the whole summer, but I know, <laughs> I know he's going to do at least the first one. <laughs> but you know what? That's a that's an effective way of getting. <laughs> And I thank him, though, you know, and, and my thing is, you know, people say, you know, all, all I can do offer is is whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And my saying, as my dad would always tell me, oatmeal is better than no meal. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. And if anybody wants to donate meals or anything else, I'm, I'm sure you'll take more than uh, than just Dino's Pizza. <laughs> if anybody wants to volunteer, whether it's for one week, whether it's for the entire summer, multiple weeks, whatever. You, I'm sure you'll be glad to have them too, right? Yes, yes. And then you know, speaking of volunteer, what we're um, we're having tonight, we're having a volunteer meeting tonight from six at six o'clock at forty three oh six Moss Street. It's a banquet hall right there across from um, like the Dollar General and the General Dollar Store. I forget what they call them. You know what I'm saying? But they're two next to each other, and right across the street from there, we have a banquet hall. And you can come there tonight, and we'll explain to you what we want from our uh, chaperones. And the purpose of the chaperones is because I I don't want to have to hold Ian every weekend to 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 come and give his Saturday night every weekend. You know, this Saturday, uh, the uh, sorority or fraternity next Saturday. You know, this group, next Saturday, that group. And then you're not obligated. But once you come, I feel that your whole organization might not come. But if you're not doing anything, you'll want to come in there and and participate and, and come give some more time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I really feel to believe that because I'm a victim of it myself. You know, I enjoy helping the children and doing the different things, and it's like a bug. <laughs> you know, I love it. the good, the good kind of virus. <laughs> I, I, as my boy would say, "Good trouble, a good bug." And I think you're right. I think once people get the experience, they'll want to, you know, continue to help out. You know, you mentioned the board games and stuff. Do y'all have enough of those, or you think you need some more? We can never have enough. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, what what it is is that we don't know what kind of crowds we're going to have. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want uh, Jimmy and Sarah on the sideline waiting for a board game. Yeah, Yeah, that's boring. I would prefer them if we have three, four Monopoly games. Mm -hmm. The one thing they keep talking about, Connect Four, man. I'm 
Yeah, everybody's well, into huge. Connect Four. Really? Still, I didn't even realize yes. that. Me man. neither. Look, I thought Connect, that was like a kid game for no, for Connect, us. No, from the day there are. And here's the other thing: if anybody wants to find one and donate one, hint, hint, you have the, <laughs> you have the giant one, the five foot tall Connect Four boards. With the giant Whoa. pieces, those are out there. You can order a few of those online. And if anybody wants to get one and donate it to A.B. Rubin in this cause, <laughs> they'll take it. I like the way you put that out there, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. It I didn't is. know they had those either. I didn't know uh, they there, had the large there's ones. A, there's a picture of me somewhere playing one uh, floating really? on Facebook. Yes, it's Ooh, fantastic. That's fun. But now, speaking of fun, there's some people, and of course, when you're a teenager, images everything. Mm -hmm. There are some kids who are going to hear about this and say, why do I want to do that? That's lame. This is this. This is that. This is not cool. For the kids who are worried about being cool and the parents who have those kids, what would you say to them to say, this is, this is something you want to be part of? That's a good question there. You know... I would say cool is staying alive. Yeah. What's cooler than being alive? Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of activities going on in the streets right now where these youngsters go in the streets and they're shooting just randomly because it's fun. They, they, they call it clearing out. Uh, an area and they'll just shoot in the air for gp wow. you know that bullet has to come down yeah somewhere so would you like to be st playing russian roulette with a bullet coming down or in a facility where you have peers that you can go and have fun with and here's another thing to think about if you are in if you come to this program and you see, let's say, 100 kids, and I get into something with somebody, and Ian comes there and says, hey, B, man, you remember that young man? He was in the camp with his on the safe haven night. Oh, man, he's all right, man. Leave him alone, man. You, you know, let him go. Don't worry about it. Well, then we've saved two lives because they've interacted already together. You know, you know that person personally. You know their name. You don't just know their face. You probably play dominoes or, or ch I say checkers, and the kids look at me like, what? <laughs> they don't do checkers. They do chess now, you know? And that might save two lives. Because as I say, one goes to the grave, one goes to jail. We've lost two. Yep, that's right. You know, so... I'm looking to do a lot of positive things, a lot of positive things to come out of this program. You know, so don't don't worry about the cool points, man. Sometimes the best path is the path less traveled. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to make your own path, man. Don't follow the status quo because the status quo is not always the proper status, you know? If you make your own path, well, then sometimes that's the best thing to do. You know, that's what I would tell somebody that's mm -hmm. worrying about being cool. I guess I'm not cool because I don't follow the status. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> but that being alive thing's pretty good, it is you pretty know? Good.
I'm going to take that. The status quo sometimes. How, how did you say that? The the status quo is not always the status you want. How did you phrase that? I don't remember. I just be, God speaks for me. I don't speak get, for myself. I'm going to have to go I don't, Hey, but seriously, people ask me to repeat things all the time. But what I do is before I come in here, I ask God to speak for me so y'all can hear God and not me. This is not about me. I never would have thought about this. It's, it's just so... When you ask me that, I can't really, don't feel bad if I can't repeat it. Well, here's the thing. We have it on tape. I'm going to find it because that <laughs> quote was golden. I'm going to put mm -hmm. that on a poster and then hang that in here because that was really well done. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It was, that's, I, I don't know if anybody could have put it more eloquently than how you did a moment ago. That, that answered the question and then some. So thank you. And again, this all starts uh, the first Saturday of June. So that's not this Saturday, but Saturday following, correct? June the 4th. Yes, sir. So June the 4th, 6 to 1030, Gerard Park Rec Center. If anybody has any questions, they want to get in touch with you, how can they do it? Uh, they can call me at 337-852-1130. That's 337-852, just before lunch, 1130. <laughs> Y'all be surprised how many people remember that. That's like awesome. That. Now I'm going to remember it. A.B. <laughs> Rubin, District 5 Parish Councilman, Lafayette Parish, joining us on the this Morning News. A.B., always a pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Uh, thank you very much, Ian. And, uh, you know, I'm a little upset with you right now. You uh -oh. so why's that? You sold your fig tree, so I'm yeah. Mad. Oh, <laughs> that's true. I can get you in touch with the new owners of the palatial estate, though. We'll, okay, uh, we can get you in touch with them. Okay, well, you're back in good grace then. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven oh one in the morning. This is Acadiana's Morning News on News Talk ninety six five KPEL Brobridge Lafayette. Bridge Lafayette, a Town Square Media Station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Investors are keeping a watchful eye on the Fed today. This ahead of the release of minutes from the Federal Reserve's most recent policy meeting. It's expected to outline steps for the coming interest rate rises to combat sky-high inflation. Stock futures are searching for direction ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. On the earnings front, more retailers will report, including Dick's Sporting Goods and Express. The baby formula shortage drags on. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf is expected to answer questions from House lawmakers today to the government shutdown of an infant formula factory back in February over safety concerns. He's also expected to blame COVID scheduling conflicts and logistical problems for delayed inspections of the Abbott Nutrition Michigan plant. The government shutdown of that factory has contributed to the ongoing formula shortage. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Tom Graham, invested in you. 
Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN, or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Breaking news, Councilman A.B. Rubin says napping is overrated. <laughs> Film at 11. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, huh? I tell you. I don't know. I could use a nap right about now myself. Oh, well, go ahead on. Well, I'll, find, I'll find you a fig tree. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great Thank one. Thank you, A.B. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. It's coming up now on 710 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bring the umbrella. Could have some heavy thunderstorms. Definitely going to have rain throughout the day today. A full look at the forecast coming up. I'm Bernadette Lean. The person of interest in the disappearance of a Scott woman is pleading not guilty to a bail jumping charge. Brandon Francisco was arrested in March in Missouri. He was supposed to appear in a Rapids Parish courtroom March 9th. That's the same day that Goody was last seen alive. According to Goody's relatives, Francisco hired Google, uh, Goody, excuse me, via a rideshare app to take him to Houston. St. Martinville's mayor has veto power. The Supreme Court of Louisiana has denied an appeal by the city council seeking to overturn a Third Circuit Court of Appeal ruling. The lower court ruling found that St. Martinville's city charter does not address the issue, meaning the state's Larison Act prevails. Under the Larison Act, a mayor may veto his or her city council's actions. In New Iberia, a guilty plea in the beating of a school bus driver. Travis Lane Jr. faces five years in prison after pleading guilty to second-degree battery, aggravated obstruction of a highway, and battery of a school teacher. Lane will soon return to court in a separate case. He's charged with murder in the 2019 shooting death of New Iberia senior high student Garen Lewis. In state news, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm tours Louisiana. She, Governor John Bell Edwards, and members of Congress visited places that are vital in the state's energy infrastructure. Brooke Thorrington has the story. Congressman Troy Carter says such visits are important to showcase how the state has used federal resources to supply energy and hopefully get additional funding. Increasing and enhancing our ability to have green energy rather can help reduce our dependency on foreign oil. The tour included a visit to the Petroleum Reserve in Plaquemines Parish and the GE Wind Turbine Plant at the Michoud facility in New Orleans, which is becoming a more popular energy source. Louisiana is strategically positioned to really be a player because of our close proximity to ports. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, in the legislature, four bills that would curb penalties for cannabis possession are headed to the full Senate. Most of the bills are aimed at making life easier for medical cannabis users. One of them also reduces penalties for recreational users who are caught with pipes, bongs, or other paraphernalia. A bill that would have banned schools from recommending vaccines or medical procedures for students is dead. The bill failed overwhelmingly with 71 House members voting no, only 24 voting yes. A bill allowing adoptees to attain, obtain, that is, their original birth certificates is closer to passage. A Senate committee advanced the bill to the full chamber. Leesville Representative Charles Owen 
wrote the bill after he tried to obtain his own birth certificate last year, but was denied because of current state law. Right now, adoptees must offer a compelling reason to a judge and obtain a court order just to get their birth certificates. A bill that would allow the state to put violent 17-year-old offenders in adult prisons clears another legislative hurdle. Kevin Gallagher has the story. The bill's already passed in the Senate. On Tuesday, bill author and Monroe Senator Stuart Cathy told the House Committee on Criminal Justice his bill would only apply to 17-year-olds who commit the worst of crimes. Uh, First-degree murder, second-degree murder, manslaughter, battery, aggravated assault, rape. Kathy says several local DAs asked him to file the bill, and Attorney General Jeff Landry also supports the measure. We need to be able to do something about these 17-year-olds that are committing these crimes. By a 6-5 to vote, the bill clears the committee and goes now to the House floor. I'm Kevin Gallagher. And it is coming up now on 714 on Acadiana's Morning News. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. After a rainy evening last night, looks like that going to continue again today. Had a bit of a break overnight, but showers going to be returning and lingering through a majority of the day today. A couple heavy downpours and stronger thunderstorms are going to be possible. May end up with a little bit of street flooding out there as well. Minor stuff, not expecting any kind of widespread flooding or anything like that. I do think that those rain totals are probably going to sit between about a half inch and an inch on the day today. As we get into tomorrow, we'll start to see these showers breaking up. Maybe a couple coastal showers lingering into early Thursday morning, particularly in southeastern Acadiana. However, as we get on through the remainder of the week, we'll start to see more and more sunshine and beautiful weather expected by Friday, and that's going to be lasting all the way through your holiday weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Thank you, Daniel. Right now, the dip for 5,000 showing heavy thunderstorms across all of the million parish, the western part of Acadia, Acadiana as well, including parts of Jeff Davis Parish and uh, the southern parts of Acadia Parish seeing it too. If you're in the Doosan, Crowley area, uh, you're getting pelted as well. Lafayette, the north side of town near uh, the St. Martin uh, Parish line near Bro Bridge, you're getting hit hard too. Long story short, it's on its way. If you haven't seen it yet, you're going to get it soon. It's 78 degrees on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Our weather update brought to you by Sleep Number. We are heading into a holiday weekend. It's a time that you're supposed to be, you know, spending with your family and having fun. But if you're already exhausted and it's only the middle of the week, it's only Wednesday, look, get yourself a Sleep Number bed. It is a whole different experience. A Sleep Number bed provides you with a lot of different things One being technology at your fingertips. You decide how firm or how soft you want the mattress. So you pick your sleep number setting. It could be any number you want. And what's happening with your body that day? Does the mattress need to be firmer? Well, you raise the number. Do you want the bed to cuddle you a little bit more? Okay, no problem. You just lower the number. I have a sleep number setting right now at 60, but when the arthritis is really bad, I just lower the number. And then with my sleep IQ score the next morning, I know how well I've slept. And it actually, the bed monitors what's happening with your body so that every night, each night's sleep is better and better. It's proven quality sleep. You're going to find that you fall asleep faster, that you get a deeper, more restful sleep. How about feeling rejuvenated and ready to tackle another day? Well, that's what you get with a sleep number bed. You need to check out the sale that's going on right now. Sleep Numbers Memorial Day Special. 
You'll save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. The Queen, only $1,999 plus free premium home delivery when you add a base and special financing. Of course, that's subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. You can check out sleepnumber.com, but I say go to the store right at the corner of Settlers Trace and Ambassador Caffrey, and you can check it all out for yourself. Sleep Number right there in that same shopping center as Whole Foods and get the rest that you finally deserve. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right. 90. Highway 90 at Ambassador. A little fender bender there. That's Highway 90 at Ambassador. Got a fender bender on the Youngsville Highway at La Nouvelle. That's Youngsville Highway at La Nouvelle. Got a report of I-10 eastbound by mile marker 93. Got a fender bender there. That's I-10 eastbound, mile marker 93. Please make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today. The 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair is happening May 26th to June 5th. Get a super deal right now on the News Talk 96.5 KPL My Choice wristbands. You choose the day of the fair you want to use them. Buy them now for just 20 bucks. Look for Cajun Heartland link on kpel965.com. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome three-time Grammy winner, Pink.
It is 723 in the morning, 723 and a half to be specific. This is Acadiana's Morning News. I'm Ian, she's Bernie. It's time for Winging It Wednesday. And if it's Winging It Wednesday, that means our regular cast of characters is here. The Talkmeister, Mark Allen Pope on microphone three. Hello. And today doing his best Michael Jackson in the Thriller video impersonation. <laughs> Jacob White, what is up with that red vinyl jacket out of 1982? A car, car, it's my, it's my feathers. Yeah. I'm making the bird sounds, and I'm wearing the bird. Get it? Garb. Uh, okay, he's hilarious. Keeps him dry. When you're going, that is why, actually. Functional. I was about to say, when you're going with the bird, you say, yeah. are you saying you look more like pro wrestler Coco Ware from 1984 <laughs> He had a similar outfit. To Shout that. out to the listener who got the that reference. Raindrops would be afraid to contact the jacket, and so that's why that's Jake exactly. has it on. Yes. So, like water off a duck. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. So our first question today for Winging It Wednesday, umbrella or poncho? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I think uh, you just learn to like being an, uh, uh, wet and yeah, annoyed. Yeah. I mean, today, that's going to be the recipe for the whole day. So if, you got to just accept it, huh? If I had my umbrella within arm's reach, it is not an umbrella. It is a wind umbrella. I would pop my wind umbrella and show you. So it's, uh, ah, yeah. it's okay. very, very sturdy and it's taken like a 40 mile an hour wind and oh, not nice. turned inside out. Yeah. Which in a thunderstorm like today is quite practical and handy indeed because but you know the, really the answer is boots yes you gotta have your boots oh yes the when we, box. When, yes <laughs> yeah. when, when we have uh flood waters boots are quite handy yes right all right let's get to the serious topics at hand <laughs> bernie go ahead and all right off. so there are a lot of things going on in the legislature right now one of the stories uh that that um you know continues to be talked about is something that has come up a couple different times. So driving while using a handheld cell phone could become a traffic violation punishable by a ticket and a fine under legislation approved in the House. Representative Mike Uval from Brobridge got the bill passed in the House. Um, the bill goes next to the Senate. Uval will have two weeks to get it through a Senate committee hearing and a floor vote. So this would make drivers using hands-free devices. The only folks who would not be in violation... So, you know, it's often discussed, would this make us safer? Do you agree with this idea? We want to know what you guys think. All right, Jacob, let's start with you this morning. I would just say, number one, like, how do you, I would just say, oh, no, no, I wasn't. I, I mean, it just seems very strange to try to apply that. And it just seems like another thing that, you know, law enforcement will have you know, to look for. It, or Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, I thought reading that. That was illegal. Like, if I'm playing on my phone while I'm operating, because, I mean, I'll do it at a light every now and then. I know I'm not supposed to, and I will be super alert and then put that sucker down. But, mm -hmm. you know, you see people screwing around. What is that, not illegal to just you know, play on their phone in traffic? Is. And here's the thing with that, and this is the loophole in the law that I didn't realize until we talked to Mike Huval last year when he tried to pass it. If you're dialing on the phone, mm -hmm. you can do that. If yeah. you're holding it to talk, you can do that unless, of course, you're in a school zone. But uh, the only thing outlawed is social media and texting right now or playing on your phone, as it were. That makes sense to me because when I'm dialing, I'm like, OK, this is a reasonable. I can hit nine buttons. But as soon as you're texting, man, I mean, it's just unless you're really at a stop or a good driver. But then it really gets down to, you know, what we don't talk about good drivers. Why, why can't I see the score on the guy next to me? You know, how good of a driver is this person? Because I never had a I've never been in a wreck. 
You know, now I've got no wood near me, but ah, whatever. It's you know, I'm good. real wood but under here, believe I'll, it or I'll not. I'll just drive in reverse for the rest of my life, and it will mm-hmm. uh, be symmetric. <laughs> you heard that, Jacob? There's real wood here. Yeah, yeah it's okay. You can knock on this. No, like, serious about the superstition. Yes, we are. Is I have different ways. <laughs> it's called Palo Mayombe. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. All right. Um, yeah, that was my big question, and it's not clear in the story. Texting versus speaking versus dialing. And Bernie's question, I like to answer the question. Bernie's question, would this make us more safe? Theoretically, yes. Hmm. Theoretically, just like kind of uh, uh, buckle it up, uh, click it or ticket. It's going to take some, and Jake's right. How do you enforce this? Do you have the cell phone police out there? I, I, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm all for it. Because I th- I think that a substantial percentage of wrecks happen due to cell phones, due to distraction. Agreed. It's, it's a large percentage. Even it's been a you've had a, just a very emotional experience, and you're out there driving, and your mind is not on the road, and it needs to be. So I, look, I understand what they're trying to do. Um, is isn't this the one where it's contingent? It says if we it has a sunset. If we have problems for two years, I believe it's... I'll double check it, but I don't think that's in this provision. I know they got rid of a bunch of the penalties and essentially made it to a 50 to a $100 fine if you're caught. Before that, Huval wanted to revoke licenses, had jail time in there, but the legislature, or I should say Huval, pulled those out of the bill before bringing it to the full house. But I agree with you with one point, Mark. How do you enforce this? Because this is something we're looking at with Paige Cortez's bill with regards to speeding on the Basin Bridge. Mm-hmm. He wants to put cameras up to enforce it, having DOTD run those cameras. There's no provision to put more law enforcement on the road. You can enforce cell phone usage with cameras. So what are we going to do? If we put this bill in place, are we going to put the funding where it needs to go to allow the sheriff's offices, local police, and or state police to patrol like they do with click it or ticket or get sober, drive, pulled over and look at and find people who are using phones while holding them. And I get your point. My thing is when you're driving in traffic, you can see people holding their phones. Mm -hmm. Uh You can see people at least, you know, when they're crossing the line on the roadway, they're coming in the opposite direction, for example, and and you can see them. It's obvious because their phone's right there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I can... I definitely see both sides, but I do know it's frustrating because there are a lot of people that choose not to use their phones while driving. And so they're paying attention to driving. And then a bunch of other people think, no, 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 I'm coordinated enough. I can do this. But it has proven time and time again Mm -hmm. that distracted driving, unfortunately, is a big problem. And here's the thing with this bill. Mike Huval last year came on this show, and I don't (laughs) want to put words in his mouth, so I'm going to paraphrase here. He said this is not an anti-cell phone use bill. The technology is there with Bluetooth and now Google CarPlay. And I think Android has their own system now for cars where you have a touchscreen on your dashboard where you can press a button and say, call XYZ, Mm -hmm. where you don't have to use your hands to make those calls. There would be no, yeah, because with this, there would be no violation for people that do go hands-free. Right. You can buy a $10 attachment that attaches to the vent of your of one of the vents of your air conditioner in your car, you have the phone in there, and you press a button, tell whoever, whoever's listening, dial this person if you really need to have that conversation. I think I think you're close. I think the answer is in the private sector. 
Whenever I first heard about the waiter app, I thought it was like, oh yeah, waiters can like secretly rate customers so they know who not to deal with because you know they never tip or they're rude. Well, what that if you did that? It would be, but it, but it would be problematic legally. But with, but I always had the idea for driving too. But with driving, you're kind of like signing something. I feel like when you're driving, you know, that's you out there operating that thing. So maybe you could just rate people on ways, have some uh, attachment. What do you call it? Uh, another sub routine running on it that you could like, you know, people can all use and right and and start rating people when you see them in that car and. Yeah. You know, that, oh, they cut me off. That's, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of surprised that's not already out there. I'm amazed somebody hasn't done it on Reddit yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's the under, here's an underlying consideration. It has nothing to do with the bill. And by the way, it said that they want to, they, they made an amendment to the bill uh, in the House to ensure that a violation will, will result only in a citation and fines, no arrests. Uh, you mentioned that. So here's, here's the underlying situation. A large portion of the population is addicted like a drug, yeah. like cigarettes, like even this stuff, coffee. They are addicted. They have to pick it up. If they don't, they start, oh, oh I've got a text and I'm in the car, but I've got to <laughs> see it. And they pick it up. And that's a huge problem. Addiction to cell phones is now, a reality. Here's the thing with that. There's an addiction to cell phones. I agree with you. A lot of that's on us because we want to be on social media. We want to see, we want to keep up with the Joneses, all this. But for a lot of us with our phones, we need it for work. And we're on call 24-7, especially in this business. Yeah. How much of this is not just an us issue, but also a societal issue in terms of working and being on all the time? Because this puppy's on us. And whenever we get the call, we're in a lot of ways beholden. Is it, are we at the point where maybe we as a society need to start reevaluating what's most important mm -hmm. and saying, hey, we need to set for ourselves some dead times where from a certain time to a certain time, you're not going to reach. Well, that, and that's, also, that's doesn't the technology already exist where you put um, there are a variety of different things, are there not, on different carriers where when you are driving, if you set it up that way, once the vehicle is in motion, the phone automatically sends a message. I think it's with the device as well, not just with the carrier. Yeah, so device. maybe it is just the device as well that already says, hey, I'm, you know, it sends a message to whoever's calling you. I'm driving. I can't reach call right now. Yes. And you not know. only that, um, mm -hmm. the uh, if I go to text that person, at least in the iOS where I'm texting on iPhone, I don't know. It, it will tell me, oh, they have that feature turned on right now, either because mm -hmm. they're sleeping or because they're driving. Or right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, those sorts of things are great. And I think learning to manage our cyber selves is the challenge. But, you know, with all things, the truth is paradoxical. And the phone that can serve us it also can, can be mislead so us. So does it come down to choice? Well, well sure. But I think, what, I think what it is really is it's kind of like, with, you know, what, what is enlightenment? You know, and enlightenment is like, you know, after you get enlightened, going and like having to scrub the toilet still, you know, it, 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 enlightenment is just each day taking care of as many little things and it's sometimes it's dark in there, so you know? what is enlightenment compared to this conversation i don't quite get it i say put the dang thing in in a console or in a glove box and leave it there and focus on your driving think about it we live in a dangerous world you and i sensible people the most dangerous thing they do every day is get in an automobile mm -hmm. no question about it yeah, it's just easier said than done. You know, it's like, okay, let's build this device to keep the phone. You know, this phone's going to go in here. We're even going to set it up to where we know if the phone isn't in there, 
it, you know, and then, it, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to buy the little cheat device so that they'll think my phone is in there, but yeah. it's actually in here. I'll have two phones. Yeah. You know, I won't give my kid my second phone. And I think all of it is avoiding the personal responsibility, the, the ability to be a little disciplined. The fact that get, you know, getting a little more disciplined in any, any one area has, you know, fecund effects for the rest of our lives. And, and you just said the, the key point there is trying to avoid the personal responsibility. And Lord, we've seen a lot of people do that on a lot of fronts. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we can do, you know, say, and then they'll do it. But what we can do is embody it as best we can. And, and not to be judgy when we see other people falling, you know, we just, you know, give them a tip, mm-hmm. you know, or make a joke. But don't, you know, I feel like, I feel like we can be very quick, you know, to, to continue to divide and exclude rather than, you know, Come here, you goofball. Give me that phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, if I see somebody on their phone, I'm just going to get in the other lane yeah. and make sure they just go ahead of me. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, you go do your distracted thing. I'm going to stay back here. Yeah, you know? right. It's a little bit difficult when you see somebody in opposing traffic, obviously. Yeah. Um, but okay. All right. Interesting thoughts. Okay, quick break. We come back. We'll talk about the next topic. A bill to keep transgender women and girls in Louisiana from competing on college and K-12 women's and girls' athletic teams. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. This is your number one news, weather, and traffic source in Acadiana. This is News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Seven forty on Acadiana's Morning News. Gunny in West Baton Rouge just checked in. He said he's looking for his ticket book right now. Ah. He hasn't seen it in a few years, but he's been waiting for this law to pass. People yes. can't drive to begin with. Adding a cell phone just makes it worse. Thank you, Gunny. Okay, Gunny. Yes, that is true. You know, I'm not saying I've not ever done it because I have, but it's true. Well, maybe maybe if they're a bad driver and they're on their cell phone, you know, they kind of cancel out. They, they can't even be a bad driver. They're so distracted and they get where they're going. Look, just put it this way. Last night, driving into Lafayette on the Basin Bridge in the driving rain, no less. Mm. I'm in the right lane and you know how I drive. Mm-hmm. I like to go with the flow of traffic, keep mm-hmm. the speed limit. I was down to 50-55. Yeah. People were doing 80. Yeah. In the driving rain, in the yeah. fast lane, including 18 wheelers. But you have a problem with the cameras on the interstate? Well, my issue with the interstate is that what are the cameras going to do? Yeah. Police enforcement and having more officers there will serve as a deterrent because if you see them, people slow down. Last night in Port Allen. Well, so would if you get a $500 ticket no, in the mail. Because you're not driving. Well, that's when you're driving when and there, driving. there's a police presence. Mm-hmm. That's how I do. Because here's I book. the thing. You get a ticket in the mail, you pay it. But the fact just of the go matter the is, speed what, limit. but what happens? <laughs> when, but what happens if you get pulled over, or God forbid, a crash happens? Those cameras don't don't serve as a deterrent. No kidding, they're not there as an enforcement not, either. Not until after the fact. But and you the, can't put a bunch of police on the basin, y'all. And you, you know how expensive it is to run those planes that do the radar. Oh no, 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 you wouldn't do the planes. You would have you would have one station at one or another end of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, either either you how might you have to do that though. I mean, you know, you rent. I don't know. Spots, we but have I mean, lawmakers who want to spend money to put uh, the cameras on DOTD. Let's spend, uh, give some of that money to state mm-hmm. police to run the details. Yeah, because otherwise, like Ian's saying, what, what it is is theater. There's cameras. We feel like we did something. And then when something happens, a crash where we need responders, uh, uh, well, the cameras, well, they got, a, they got a good shot of it. I loved when Paige Cortez had the fine at 1200 bucks. 
It was either twelve hundred or twelve fifty. No, I, I mean, thought it was hilarious. Make it point one percent of their net worth. How about that? <laughs> okay, that's I funny. Because that. uh, that scares funny. me a little. All right. Oh, well, right. that's not very much, mm-hmm. but still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the next topic. All right, you guys take the topic. Go ahead, E. All right, let's go ahead and pull it up. So uh, the transgender bill is back. Uh, the bill to keep transgender women and girls from Louisiana from participating in college and high school athletics. Uh, gets final legislative passage. So it's on Governor John Bell Edwards' desk. He vetoed it last year. The NCAA is is on record as saying that they will pull all uh, of their events from Louisiana if this bill passes. So the state uh, stands to lose millions, if not billions of dollars in revenue from this. Uh, The LHSAA, for what it's worth, already has rules in place preventing transgender athletes from performing because you have to have procedures done that typically aren't recommended or performed on anyone below the age of 18. So with that said... Political theater, is this worth it? Where do you stand on this? Mark, you go. Well, I, I don't like the, the, the whole transgender thing. I, I'm in line with, quote, Caitlyn Jenner. All right, it's not, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. Losing the money, I that that's a whole nother discussion. And plus, I've heard it said during this bill, why, why do it? We already have an LHSAA rule. That uh, that's for the high school athletic association. That is correct. This is the first time I've I'm seeing in college. No, that so, was part of the bill last year, and that's why the NCAA threatened to pull the final four this year. Well, from Louisiana. I, so yeah, I I don't know. Um, I I guess it's I just I don't think it's fair for for high school athletics. College maybe that's a different that's a different ball of wax. But I just don't think it's right. It, it and and a lot of people, you know, it's all it's all this woke stuff. Oh, you're 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 uh, discriminating. Oh, really? Well, no, you're discriminating because you are a male. You were born a male, and now you you you're declaring yourself a female. So you're going to go participate in female athletics. I I just I don't like it. I'll just I'll leave it at that. Go ahead, I like Jacob. the bill. To, to me, it's just. It's one of these things where you got you got more lawmakers who are going to vote for it than this will affect. It, you know, the, find me two of these students, these student athletes who, you know, are competing now at a high school or college level and would be kept from doing so. You know, because they are, have some unfair advantage, which I will concede. I, I think that the idea obviously of gender roles is something that we have culturally and they can be different, but there is gender, you know, that I feel like people kind of, people could, people could just get too quick to, you know, Nietzsche or whatever. It's just all philosophy. He says, you know, you make something simple to understand it. And by the time you've done so, it's no longer of any use. And that's what we do. We, we, you know, fix up our little beliefs and both sides are doing this right now and they're fighting over fluff and that's my thing with this and this is not necessarily part of the transgender issue but i think going to the gender roles i think we place too much of an emphasis on gender roles in sports especially on the youth level we segregate boys girls in sports yeah. as early as four five six seven years old when at that point there really is no appreciable difference in the anatomy the girls at that point are in some cases stronger than the boys that is a good point why not allow them to play together develop the same skill sets and then at that point let them go. Uh, let them go on. You want to separate them in junior high, so be it. 
The transgender bill doesn't do anything because, again, in Louisiana, it's a non-issue. Yeah. This is this is a national issue that certain political charlatans, and I will use that phrase, yeah. are making a quote-unquote state and local issue. They're making a stand on a dung hill. They're, they're making a stand on a hill that really is, is small compared to some of the other issues we have facing us in Louisiana. I think I think specifically it's they chose the least consequential, most symbolic thing. You know, nothing of any they help. could have done something more symbolic that wouldn't have cost the state possibly millions and billions of dollars in income. Mark, number one, yet yeah, you are right, Jake. Show me one or two. You said this is a preventative measure, plain and simple, just like CRT. CRT, critical race theory, is not teaching about slavery in our history. It's teaching a philosophy that says one class of people are oppressing another class. Can you find it, it is an attempt class where critical race theory is being taught? I, I don't I don't know, but, but because it, it's not. It's I, at Southern I, Law School and at LSU Law. That's the only place you'll find critical Well, I'll race tell you this, Ian, when I was in the government, I went to multiple classrooms uh, to and, and I heard some extremist environmentalist views and I heard some some fairly a radical social view. So I was in a classroom. But that's uh, from, not necessarily CRT. From, yeah, and, and specifically not, well, it's not, not CRT. Okay, leave, leave that. That's another, unless we're going to switch to the topic of critical race theory. But here, here is the other thing. The under, one of the underlying situations with this whole transgender thing, you've got a lot of young people who are massively confused. Do you hear me? Massively confused and depressed. Because of this nonsense, it is absolute nonsense. Well, it is be, it's propaganda. It's being shoved down throats. How about State Farm? They were going to distribute LGBTQ books in Florida. And guess what? They're walking it back because they realize it's going to hurt them. There's a, I'm all for you want to live your life, live your life. But pushing this stuff on young people in kindergarten, in first grade, it's it's very destructive to our society. That that is absolutely, I think, valid. I, I I think you're talking about this sort of thing in, in anything other than the most general terms it is something strange when they're in you know five or six years old. Although I have very early memories of you know the '80s, my mom had a book with like pictures, you know, like kind of cartoonish but well drawn proportional pictures. That went through the whole thing, you know, about about a, a man and a woman and how a baby is made and all. And it's like, thank God I know that. That's really helpful information. But I think everything beyond this, you know what it is? That Maybe this is going to go too far in the weeds, but I was thinking about it the other day. What we do, I think, is fetishize this idea of childhood and make sure that, oh, the child, that it's perfect. It's a, you know, and it's also, we don't have to think about the fact that we ain't children anymore. And guess what? The phase after that, we're not even anymore. And I'll leave on this point. The world is R-rated. The mm. sooner that children learn that, the better. Growing up, I knew I had cousins and uncles, some aunts, who were gay. I knew of people who cross-dressed. Hell, RuPaul had a hit single in 1992. You better work. Yeah. I grew up around an environment where these people existed. And I think if nothing else, young people, young children should know the world is not exactly black and white is not exactly binary. If we teach them that, that's fine. Yeah. How you'd get there, the specifics, leave that up to the individual parents. And that's where I think the state is wrong in this. 
Leave it up to the individual parent. This is not a government issue. And again, from a sports standpoint, the LHSAA has a rule in place. If anybody wants to sue or challenge, let the LHSAA take that brunt, not the state of Louisiana. Uh. It's 7.50 in the morning. We'll come back, wrap up Winging It Wednesday after this. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. 7.51, Acadiana's Morning News, Ian Ozan, Mark Pope, Jacob White on Winging It Wednesday. Gentlemen, of course, the big story from last night, we'd be, re- we'd be remiss if we didn't touch it, and that's the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, at the last count, the death toll nearing 20. Uh, I forget what the exact number is, but... Uh, Last another I saw 19, 19, 19 children students, and two. one teacher. Yeah. So another school shooting, another mass shooting in the United States, something that touched us here not too long ago. When is it going to end? Is there anything we can do to stop it? Mark, go first. Um, back when we had the last mass shooting, uh, we had the discussion and I don't I don't see any other way. I mean, if you look at a school for these sick minds, these sick individuals, um, it's a soft target. And I don't know. I, I, I look, I, I don't like surveillance and big brother looking over my shoulder constantly. But I think the only solution is to have armed at least minimum armed guard plus singular. And I think in larger schools, armed guards, plural. Um, I, I think it's the only way to get rid of these soft targets, and it's unfortunate. And do we need to start having police uh, out there on the streets with guns? That's a rhetorical question. I think we start with the schools, the soft targets, the young, innocent lives. Um, I just think we need to post armed guards, well-trained people um, who go through very, very uh, heavy-duty uh, background checks, and I don't, I don't see any other way. Um, so armed guards in schools for as a start. It's unspeakably tragic, of course. I, I always fear the aftermath of a tragedy leading to building, you know, problem-solving structures that, you know, are are based in the fear of the thing that just happened. And I think we, I think most of our structures are that, but that's, I guess, another topic. I, I you know, I, I, all I can say is that my thoughts are with, you know, the children of the earth. And these, of course, are no longer here. But we're, we're going to have to look beyond just this is a gun thing. Yeah, guns are scary and guns make it, couldn't have killed 21 of them without guns especially some really sweet ones probably i haven't seen what he was using but guys i mean you know this person let let's just guess that they you know well for one thing we're probably taking ssri specifically because that's a really weird one sooner or later there will probably be a class action because 90 percent of these mass shooters are on one of these things that messes with your serotonin it's like oh that that's that that's that neurotransmitter whose name i know yeah same with a lot of researchers. Uh, I, I think we got to stop thinking we know so much and just start listening and start helping. Let's not look at who to blame. Let's look at how we can help. Well, one of our guests in studio a little while ago said it's easier for a 14 year old to get a gun than it is to get an education. Whoa. In our country. And I think that's part of it. 
We need to start putting more money in our education system. The longer no. we can keep kids in school, the better. But we already put Secondly, too much. to your point, we need more money going towards mental health. That's the white yes. elephant in the room. Until we start figuring out mental health, and I guarantee you this kid, considering he shot his grandma the first and went to the school, had some mental health issues that were either unresolved or went unnoticed. We need to put a priority on mental health as we do our physical health in the United States of America. Mm. But, of course, there's the issue of guns. Will banning guns get rid of the problem? Absolutely not. But it's going to take a concerted effort of those who want gun control as well as those responsible gun owners, keyword responsible gun owners, to find a solution to make sure that people who shouldn't have weapons don't have access to them. And that the guns that are available, that are in that are in circulation now, stay in the hands of those who are qualified to have them. And and that for me is the big thing. Yeah. Again, you'll never get rid of the issue. Yes, there is a constitutional issue, but there is a way I'm sure around it. Again, we found a way in 1968 when people were afraid of the Black Panthers with guns to pass gun control. Right. Sixty mm-hmm. years, fifty-five, sixty years later, we should find another way here. The the situation with the sub the subway shooter he the signs were out there the signs were out there social media youtube the hatred the vitriol they were ignored the young guy who shot numerous people the signs were out there the signs were ignored and you're absolutely right about that it's about finding the signs it's about finding the signs recognizing the signs and then as the saying goes when you see it report it if you see it Say it. 757, Jacob, Mark, we appreciate it. This has been Winging It Wednesday on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stock futures looking for direction as Wall Street keeps a watchful eye on the Fed today. This ahead of the release of details from the Federal Reserve's most recent policy meeting. This is expected to outline interest rate rises to combat sky-high inflation. Global stock markets higher today. Markets in London, Frankfurt, Shanghai, and Hong Kong all making gains. But in Tokyo, the Nikkei was down. Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Twitter's board at the social media giant are set to hold their annual shareholders meeting today. Though Twitter's board has its Accepted Musk's offer to take the company private, the deal is temporarily on hold. The billionaire has asked the company to show how it calculates an internal estimate that spam accounts make up only less than 5% of platform users. Musk has estimated that fake accounts could make up at least 20% of platform users. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Tom Graham, invested in you. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. 
You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. This week, President Biden says with regards to record-setting gas prices, we are in an incredible transition, and he hopes the U.S. will be better off because of the higher gas prices. That's exactly what he said, but what he didn't say was that prices would ever come down. And this is on purpose. The Biden administration and the Democrat Party are intentionally raising gas prices. That's why we've had a new record for 31 days in a row. That's not a coincidence. It's deliberate. They want you to have to pedal a bicycle everywhere you go or hitch a ride of your rich friends who can actually afford gas or a car. Try to buy one of those these days? The left thinks that in order to save the planet, they have to hurt you, and they're willing to do it. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each weeknight from 9 to 10 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Paul on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and streaming live at KPEL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The massacre took place in one classroom. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what a Texas public safety officer says the day after a gunman murdered 19 young kids and two teachers. Fox's Evan Brown's there in Uvalde. The school building for Robb Elementary looks dark and cold. It is closed. It is surrounded by police tape. And no one is coming back here for schooling anytime soon. The school year was supposed to end in just a couple of days. The decision was made to keep it closed for the remainder of the term. Uh, and uh, there is no word yet as to whether or not kids would come back to this building next year. A Border Patrol agent shot and wounded joining law enforcement responding to the school rampage killed the 18-year-old shooter. There is an evil that is growing, that is rising, that we have to we have to curb. And, and part of that is mental health. Uvalde is in Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez's district. Democrats say guns are the problem. Just days after a shooter walked into a grocery store, to gun down African-American patrons. We have another Sandy Hook on our hands. What are we doing? Senator Chris Murphy referencing the 2012 Connecticut school shooting that left 26 dead in Sandy Hook. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. President Biden wants stricter gun laws. I am sick and tired of it. And urge lawmakers to take action. As a nation, we have to ask when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has set up potential votes on House-approved legislation expanding background checks for firearm sales. Fox's Jared Halpern. Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp easily survived a Trump-backed primary challenge, beating David Perdue by over 50 points. But the former president's ex-White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders won the GOP primary for governor in Arkansas and Texas. Attorney General Ken Paxton beat Republican challenger George P. Bush in a runoff. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. 
no matter how big your business grows. With NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. An Iraqi citizen living in Ohio, Shahab Ahmed Shahab, has been arrested, charged in an ISIS plot to assassinate former President George W. Bush, seeking revenge for the Iraq war. It is believed that he traveled to Dallas last November for a surveillance mission where he shot video of the president's home and the surrounding neighborhood. Um, this is according to an FBI search warrant application that was filed on March 23rd. Shahab also recruited an entire team to join him in this murder plot. He was planning to smuggle people here into the U.S. across the, the border with Mexico. That's Fox's Jillian Turner. Russia's intensifying its attacks on the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine, prompting that country's foreign minister, Dmitry Kuleba, to urge the U.S. to send more multiple rocket launch systems to help them defend themselves. If we do not get MLRS ASAP, um, the situation in Donbass will get even worse than it is now. North Korea has done it again, launching three more missiles. One of them, South Korea says, has intercontinental range. They fired the test hours after President Biden left Asia. This amid the stall nuclear diplomacy with the U.S. and sanctions on North Korea. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has reached out to his South Korean counterpart for talks. A big settlement from the University of California and $700 million to settle doctor abuse lawsuits. The settlement will pay nearly $375 million to more than 300 women who said they were sexually abused by UCLA gynecologist Dr. James Heaps. The settlement followed previous deals with hundreds of other patients who said Heaps groped them, made suggestive comments, or conducted unnecessarily invasive exams during his 35-year career. As Fox's Ted Lindner heaps is facing 21 felony charges in that abuse. On Wall Street, stocks could fall down, futures down more than 100 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 8.09 in the morning now, 8.10 in the morning, and 78 degrees outside. Thunderstorms over Lafayette Parish right now. The Dick Faroe 5000 showing thunderstorms over Lafayette, Acadia, Vermilion, and Vermilion Parishes. Some rain with uh, heavy rain off to our west with a few thunderstorms over the Kinder and... Uh, the Kinder area, as well as the Allen, Jeff Davis, Calcasieu, Tri-Parish border there. Going into Beauregard Parish, seeing some storms there as well. But the heaviest stuff right now over Lafayette, Vermilion, Acadia, St. Landry, and a part of Evangeline Parishes will be with us throughout the day today. So do keep that in mind. High temperature of 79. We'll look at the forecast in a little bit for Newstalk 96.5 KPL, MENOs, and in Lafayette. A recent spate of teen violence is leading a parish councilman to start a new initiative. District 5 Councilman Amy Rubin says the Safe Haven Anti-Violence Initiative will give teens an opportunity to go out and have fun safely. The program will take place every Saturday night during June and July from 6 to 10.30. No registration is needed to attend. Volunteers, however, are needed. By the way, Amy Rubin was on the show earlier this morning. Volunteers, anybody interested in volunteering, a meeting going on, I believe he said it's tonight, corner of Butcher Switch and Moss Street in the in the little uh, events hall that's in the shopping center across from the dollar stores. Again, that's the corner of Butcher Switch and Moss Street in the events hall across the street from the Family Dollar and the Dollar General. So do keep that in mind. 
St. Martinville's mayor has veto power. And that's according to the Louisiana State Supreme Court. They've denied an appeal by the city council. They wanted the court to overturn the Third Circuit Court of Appeals ruling. The lower court ruled that St. Martinville City Charter doesn't address the issue. That means the state's Larson Act prevails. Under that law, a mayor may veto his or her city's council, city council's actions. In New Iberia, a guilty plea in the beating of a school bus driver. Travis Lane Jr. faces five years in prison after pleading guilty to second-degree battery, aggravated obstruction of a highway, and battery of a school teacher. Lane will soon return to court in a separate case. He's charged with murder in the 2019 shooting death of New Iberia senior high school student Garen Lewis. Fort Polk may soon have a new name. A Blue Ribbon Commission tasked with renaming bases named for Confederate officials is recommending the name Fort Johnson. The Johnson in question is William Henry Johnson. He was a black soldier, fought during World War I, and fended off a German raid with hand-to-hand combat. He survived that attack despite being wounded multiple times, in fact, nearly 30 times. Johnson died in 1929, was never recognized by the federal government while he was alive. His first recognition came in 1996. He got a Purple Heart then. Then in 2015, was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor. In state news, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm tours Louisiana. She, Governor John Bell Edwards, and members of Congress visited places that are vital in the state's energy infrastructure. Brooke Thorrington reports. Congressman Troy Carter says such visits are important to showcase how the state has used federal resources to supply energy and hopefully get additional funding. Increasing and enhancing our ability to have green energy rather can help reduce our dependency on foreign oil. The tour included a visit to the Petroleum Reserve in Plaquemines Parish and the GE Wind Turbine Plant at the Michoud facility in New Orleans, which is becoming a more popular energy source. Louisiana is strategically positioned to really be a player because of our close proximity to sports. I'm Brooke Thorrington. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns Open Sunbelt Tournament play against South Alabama. First pitch scheduled for 4 o'clock at Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery, Alabama. Jay Walker and Brad Topham have the call right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's 813. Ian Ozan, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. After a rainy evening last night, looks like that going to continue again today. Had a bit of a break overnight, but showers going to be returning and lingering through a majority of the day today. A couple heavy downpours and stronger thunderstorms are going to be possible. May end up with a little bit of street flooding out there as well. Minor stuff, not expecting any kind of widespread flooding or anything like that. I do think that those rain totals are probably going to sit between about a half inch and an inch on the day today. As we get into tomorrow, we'll start to see these showers breaking up. Maybe a couple coastal showers lingering into early Thursday morning, particularly in southeastern Acadiana. However, as we get on through the remainder of the week, we'll start to see more and more sunshine and beautiful weather expected by Friday. And that's going to be lasting all the way through your holiday weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Thank you, Daniel. Lightning and thunder all around the KPL studio, 78 degrees. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, we have a lot of items on the big board. Let's start with the road hazards. These are road hazards on Lafayette Roadways. Ambassador Caffrey at Collie Saloon Road, 1900 block of Cameron Street. That is the intersection of, if I'm not mistaken, Cameron and is that Cameron and University? It's near Cameron and University. It's just off the four corners. Uh, in that shopping center, if you're going westward just past uh, just past the four corners, I think that's Loop Circle is the name of the road where that uh, shopping center is. But again, road hazard there that's Cameron just west of the four corners. 
Collie Saloon Road and Ambassador Caffrey. Wilderness Trail, St. Fidela Street. That's uh, north of Karen Crow. We have a road hazard, JB Road and Lowell Drive. That's in Scott. We have a residential fire just coming in, 100 block of Stonesbury Drive. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. That's Stonesbury and Queensbury. Now to the crashes on the board. East Pinhook at East Vermilion. Pinhook at Collie Saloon Road. Crash working there. Vermilion at East Pinhook. Uh, we just mentioned that one. That's on the board twice. Small Street at Sophie Street. Ambassador at Johnston. Crash working there. And West Pinhook at Collie Saloon Road. A, a crash so nice they put it thrice. But again, lots of stuff on the road. It's raining. It's ugly. Be careful. Something we missed. 337-232-1540. Lafayette, where roads randomly start, end, and change names. This is the Katie Morning News. Yes, it is, Sage. It's 822 in the morning. And we are listening to the rhythm of the rain right now here in Acadiana. Downpours all across the area. If you are driving, please, please, please slow it down. Be careful. Lights on, wipers on. We have a ton of crashes in and around the Acadiana area right now. For those of you who missed... The traffic report a little while ago. We'll go ahead and recap a few of those right now. Uh, going back to Lafayette 911, we have a residential fire that just got called in on Stonesbury Drive. That's uh, the is in a subdivision off of Faila Road, corner of Queensbury and Stonesbury. I'd imagine with some of the lightning that we've had, that's a lightning strike. I can't confirm that, but just based on the amount of lightning we've seen here from the station through our windows. I would imagine that a lightning strike on that part of town may have started that potential fire. We have a road hazard that just came in. This is the 100 block of Claws Lane. That's on the north side of Lafayette. That's the intersection of Claws and Moss Street. That is, let's see, I'm trying to think of, that's between Maryview Farm Road and Pont de Mouton Road. So again, Claws Lane at its intersection with Moss Street. We have a road hazard there that may be tying traffic up. Uh, other road hazards still on the board. Wilderness Trail at St. Fidelis. Ambassador Caffrey at Collie Saloon Road. In Scott, J.B. Road at Lowell Drive. We have a road hazard working there. A number of crashes on the big board as well. Uh, Pinhook at Vermilion. Pinhook at Collie Saloon Road. Moss Street at Sophie Street. And Ambassador Caffrey at Johnston. All of those still working. That crash at uh, on Lexington Drive in Doosan is still showing as well. That was a crash with injuries. And a new one just now popping up on the board as we speak, Old Colony Road at Westgate Road in Scott. Uh, again, more crashes popping up this morning, more, more road hazards as the weather conditions get worse. So please be careful if you're on the road this morning. Daniel Phillips will be joining us in about 10 minutes from now to tell us what's going on right now and what we can expect later on. But just looking at the Dick Faro 5000, uh, looking at the radar, the heaviest activity right now 
over Delcom, New Iberia, St. Martinville, Broussard, Brobridge, Karen Crow, Sunset, uh, towards Arneville, Leonville, uh, up north towards Palmetto and Morrow. The farther west you get, the, the, I don't want to say the clearer it is, but the less intense the activity is, with the exception of a little area near Church Point, Richard, uh, Moata, uh, Maxi, that area is seeing some heavy activity right now as well. Uh, just east of Eunice in that area near the tri-parish of St. Landry Evangeline in Acadia, uh, you're seeing some heavy activity right now as well. So this is blowing to the north and to the east. Uh, hopefully the worst will be out of here within the next half an hour or so. But as we reported earlier, more opportunities for rain, more opportunities for storms later on in the day today. So don't let your guard down. Uh, make sure that you have that umbrella with you. Make sure that you are weather aware because, again, there's that opportunity for more storms later today. The good news with this is that it's going to cool things off. After the last few days of sweating our buns off and having the swamp butt, uh, it'll be nice to walk around with temperatures that are in the mid to upper 70s. That's about as high as we're going to get today. But uh, again, the rain, considering it is the summer, will stick around for a while. The system's going to push off to the east. Baton Rouge will be seeing it around between 11 and 12 o'clock. The New Orleans area, we'll see it a little bit later this afternoon, about 3 o'clock. Morgan City, uh, they've not been hit yet. They'll get the worst of it more than likely uh, between 11 and 1 o'clock today. So those of you who are in the southern and west, uh, southern and eastern reaches, of our uh, listening audience, uh, you'll be seeing it in a few hours from now. Looking at the predictive radar, more storms will be popping up over central Louisiana. But again, there's always that chance that we could see some pop-up uh, thunderstorms across Acadiana later in the afternoon today. But for the most part, it'll clear up. So once we get through this, we should be, knock on wood, we should be okay. But again, uh, time will tell. The good news, according to... The horror model uh, looks like it'll be clear tomorrow into the weekend, so we should be good after that. But again, more storms, more showers uh, expected to come at some point later on today before things clear up a little bit later on tomorrow. So again, be weather aware. Keep an eye out for what's going on because things will get hairy or things are getting hairy right now and uh, they, they'll clear up and then we may see some even uh, we may see more storms as we get later through the day today. But again, the bulk of the activity right now over the Iberia Vermilion Parish border into Lafayette and St. Martin parishes along the parish line between Broussard and St. Martinville up to Bro Bridge, back into Lafayette, Karen Crow, then Sunset, Grand Coteau, Arneville, Crot Springs area points east of Opelousas along the LA-93 and US-190 Corridor. So do keep that in mind. And uh, again, going north from there into Palmetto, Morrow, into the northern reaches of St. Landry Parish. Those of you uh, within that stretch, you're seeing the worst of it right now. But again, it should be pushing out of the way in about the next half hour to 45 minutes. Those of you in St. Mary Parish, you'll be getting it in the next couple of hours. It's 828 in the morning. Again, be careful on the road. We have a ton of crashes on the board. A couple more popping up uh, as we've spoken. And in fact, all of these are road hazards caused more than likely by the wind and the driving rain. Moss Street at Mud Avenue, we have a road hazard there. 1900 block of Shemin Metairie in Youngsville. Is that the roundabout? No, that's uh, south of the roundabout, if my map is telling me correctly. Let's see, that is... 
that gummit that's near the sports complex. So yeah, that's south of the roundabout on Shemin Metairie, uh, near the sports complex before you get in the curve that passes in, uh, next to the sports complex. So we have a road hazard there. Road hazard, uh, Brothers Road, uh, 700 block of Brothers Road that's not too far from Roger Road uh, between Lafayette and, or actually no, that's uh, farther north. That's closer to Lebesque Road uh, between Lafayette and Scott, just outside Lafayette City Limits. And a stalled car, this one on Pinhook at Audubon Boulevard in the heart of the oil center. So uh, a lot of weather-related issues on the roads today. So please do be careful as you are driving around. Um, Butterbean checks in via the app, says lights on does not mean emergency flashers. And he is absolutely correct. If you don't feel safe driving near the speed limit, get off the road. I'll come back to that thought in a second. Uh, South Pinhook. Turning on to, uh, turning west on the Kali Saloon, accident or stalled car in the turn lane. Yeah, that's a crash working there, uh, a little while ago. Uh, so, uh, but back to Butterbean's point. If you don't feel safe driving near the speed limit, get off the road. And especially in the driving rain that we saw last night that we're seeing right now. If you don't feel safe, get off the road, pull over. Don't use your emergency flashers. Emergency flashers are only supposed to be used when you're on side of the road and stalled, or for that matter, in the middle of the road and stalled. They are to warn people that you are not moving and that they need to move over. If you are at a point where you need to use emergency flashers while driving in the rain, pull over. Get off the road. Stop. Because using your emergency flashers is going to confuse someone and possibly cause a crash involving you. So Butterbean is absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Double D checked in. This is during Wien at Wednesday. Uh, bringing up Leah Thomas during the de- debate about the bill prohibiting transgender athletes from competing in high school and college sports in Louisiana. Leah Thomas is a Pennsylvania issue. Leah Thomas was a member of the University of Pennsylvania swim team. That has nothing to do with anything going on in Louisiana. Again, the LHSA has rules. The NCAA has its rules, no matter how flawed they may be. If anybody, if anybody's going to sue, let them sue those organizations, not the state of Louisiana. We don't need to waste any more money. It's 831. Daniel Phillips on the flip side. The loudest voices on the biggest issues impacting your life. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. The 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair is coming to the Cajun Dome May 26th through June 5th. News Talk 96.5. KPL reminds you to get your My Choice wristband vouchers now and save. The News Talk 96.5. KPL My Choice wristband vouchers are early bird priced for only $20 each. You choose which day you want to use the wristband with the News Talk 96.5 KPL My Choice wristbands. Only $20 now through the first day of the fair, Thursday, May 25th. After that, the price goes up to $30 each. Get My Choice wristband vouchers now at the Cajun Dome box office or online at CajunDome.com. LUS presents the 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair, May 26th to June 5th at the Cajun Dome. Experience wild rides on the Gold Star Midway and free family entertainment at Lanyap Lane. For more info, go to CajunDome.com or go to KPL965.com and click on the Cajun Dome link for more. Brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL, where Acadiana comes to talk.
News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Lake Arthur to Lake Martin, from Ville Platte to Vermillion Parish, from Patterson to Pawtonia, and everywhere else in between, we cover Acadiana. This is Acadiana's Morning News. Well, just remember, it's our world and everybody else is just a squirrel trying to hold a nut. And don't touch that code. Orange is Jones in the rain, and it's raining big time here in Acadiana. Joining us on the line to take a look at the radar, the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Phillips. Good morning, Daniel. Hey, Ian. Good morning. How are you guys? We are doing fantastic. It's been a busy morning for you over in the Weather Lab over at Channel 3. What's the radar looking like right now? How quickly can we expect this weather to be out of our way? Uh, it's looking very busy. Also, Ian, a technical side, I've got some music in the ear of my... Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I, going on right now. So bad. My bad. There you go. I thought you enjoyed Orange's Joke <laughs> so much. For, I, I thought yeah, you enjoyed... I kept it. waiting for it to fade down. I could barely hear you. Well, I guess that's, it's the radar. You asked about the radar, huh? Yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing about this. The board, we potted it down, but because we had the button pushed, you can still hear it. The joys of radio. <laughs> that's quite a jam you had going on there. Yeah, it's raining something outside. It's it's bad. The radar still showing strong storms across the eastern portions of Lafayette Parish, as well as uh, eastern Vermilion into Iberia, St. Martin, up into St. Landry Parish. So do be mindful of that. Just got a, a photo in from Bernie. Uh, that road hazard on Cameron Street, just west of the Four Corners near Loop, that is, uh, there's a tree in the middle of the road. Uh, a tree has fallen into the eastbound lane of Highway 90. So do be mindful of that uh, as you're driving. So if you're coming from the Scott area into Lafayette on Cameron Street, you may expect some delay. You may uh, see some delays. Well, not see. You will see some delays as you approach Eras Landry going towards the uh, the intersection with University. Other items on the board, road hazard, 400 Post Road. We have one 600 block, Katsalik Road. That's a residential fire that just came in. That is... Out near Bobasan, I imagine that's another lightning strike causing that one. Uh, Baja Road, we have a road hazard there. That's 1200 Baja Road. That is, let's see, that's out north of Karen Crow, uh, off the university, between university and Gendarme. That's Baja Road. We have a road hazard there. Stalled car pinhook in Audubon, that's in the oil center. Shemin Metairie Road hazard there, that's near the sports complex. And still crashes working at Pinlock and Collie Saloon Road, Road Hazard at Collie's uh, Ambassador, Crash and Ambassador in Johnston, and East Pinhook and East Vermilion. 
Be careful out there. It's going to be a busy day, and it's going to be rough sledding while the rain is in the area. God willing, and if the checks don't bounce, Bernie and I are back tomorrow from 6 until 9, Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory during the 7 o'clock hour. We'll be here. We trust you'll be here, too. Until we do meet again, I'm Ian Ozan reminding you, don't take life too seriously. You're not getting out alive anyway. Good day, everybody. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit LordsRMC.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Another day, another record has been set for gasoline prices. That according to AAA. At the World Economic Forum in Switzerland today, a top Saudi official has touted a dual strategy for increasing oil production capacity for export abroad while advocating for a domestic reduction of emissions. In the meantime, in energy markets, benchmark U.S. crude rose over $111 per barrel. That could indicate more pain at the gas pump. On Wall Street, stock futures have been mostly lower this morning. Pharmacy chain CVS will stop filling prescriptions for controlled substances ordered by clinics working for Cerebral Inc. It's a move that could impact thousands of patients. The Wall Street Journal reports CVS is not commenting on the move. Cerebral has called the decision unfortunate. Some pharmacies have suggested Cerebral is writing too many stimulant prescriptions. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Tom Graham, invested in you. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50